Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Dave Moore. Hello, good evening. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio. I'm Dave Moore and this is Update. Welcome to the programme. Half an hour of the latest news in the art of man plus Manx sport, business, sea watch and travel updates along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up, Royal College of Nursing staff reach a decision over the 6% pay offer. The new Tesco Express in Castletown opened its doors, then temporarily closed them earlier today. And a reminder to dog owners that lambing season is underway. That's all coming up in the next half hour. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. But first of all, the update news headlines with Lewis Foster. Faster my. Faster my. Royal College of Nursing members employed by Manx Care have accepted a 6% pay offer. The RCN, which is the largest island's largest nursing trade union, surveyed its members in respect of the offer, which dates back to April last year. Of those who voted, 75% of members chose to accept the offer. A taxi driver who locked a passenger in his car before indecently assaulting her has been jailed for six months. BBC Isle of Man is reporting Jabrain Moutique attacked the woman in his taxi after picking her up in January 2023. And not long after the new Tesco Express store in Castletown opened this morning, it had to be evacuated. Customers were ushered out of the store after the fire alarm was triggered at around midday, with images showing clouds of white vapour in the store. It reopened shortly after. In the international news, the UK's in recession, which Labour claims leaves one of Rishi Sunak's key five promises to grow the economy in tatters. Despite the numbers showing a GDP contraction of 0.3% at the end of 2023, the UK Chancellor insists there's light at the end of the tunnel. Bullying and sexual harassment's been found by an NHS boss to be deeply rooted in England's ambulance trusts, as her report calls for it to be stamped out. It follows a similar review last year, where behaviours were found accepted as part of the culture. And next week's London overground strikes have been called off. RMT members are to vote on a new pay offer. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with the news at six o'clock. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thanks, Lewis. Cloudy and mainly dry with hill fog and a small risk of coastal mist at times. Light southwest wind and minimum temperature of 7 Celsius. Largely cloudy tomorrow with a risk of a few drizzly outbreaks of rain. Light to moderate uh, southwest wind and a maximum temperature of 11 Celsius. Overcast and damp to start on Saturday with a risk of coastal mist and fog and an area of rain arrives in the afternoon. Moderate to fresh south to southwest wind and a top temperature of 11 Celsius. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out-of-hours boarding-up service. Call 491918. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. 
as we heard, the Royal College of Nursing members employed by Manx Care have accepted a 6% pay offer. The RCN, which is the island's largest nursing trade union, surveyed its members in respect of the offer, which dates back to April last year. And of those who voted, three quarters chose to accept, with the other quarter rejecting. Let's hear from Simon Richardson. The RCN says it's still concerned the offer does not necessarily include back pay for those who've already left Manx Care in the months since the offer should have been implemented. Following a challenge on the decision by the island's joint trade unions, Manx Care set up an appeals process in which individual cases were considered. However, staff must have maintained a link with the trust, such as bank work, to be eligible. A pay offer will be implemented once all the unions involved, including Unite, have reported back their results and if the majority have also accepted. Douglas East MHK, Joni Farragher's expressing concerns about proposals for a new bus station site in Douglas. There are two possible temporary solutions being suggested by the Department of Infrastructure. One is the C terminal, where alterations would need to be made to make it an interchange. The other option is upgrading the Lord Street shelters. I feel a little bit more positive now about it. Let's let's say that, you know, I think this is something that should have been kind of given to us by the end of December as per the Timwood resolution. However, I suppose as we always say in this role, we, we are where we are and I want to look forward. What it's saying here is they are pursuing using the C-terminal as a temporary bus facilities in line with the aspirations agreed by Timwold for what we need for bus facilities, which was in my motion and all of the sort of basic requirements that you would expect from a bus station, basically. I'm kind of concerned at this point. I'm not overly fussed about how we go about it, you know, what it, what the solution actually is, as long as we get a solution to have bus facilities for our capital city, really. And this seems to me like finally the DOI are actually pursuing a solution albeit a temporary one. It has been the case that supposedly temporary solutions have ended up being in place for years. You know, I hope that the department will be mindful of that because actually their solution of the Lord Street development being their long-term solution, that has been something that's been an aspiration for over a decade now and we haven't even seen commencement on that project, never mind completion. I want the Department for Infrastructure to actually treat this as a priority. I want them to get us this detailed plan that was originally asked for in my motion of July last year for how they can actually provide facilities. That is not saying we're going to await the Lord Street development because the DOI minister has already accepted that that could easily be years away from completion. So what I want them to have is a detailed plan of how they will bring us bus facilities, route and timetable information, protection from weather, toilet services, seating, lighting, accessible Wi-Fi. Those are all things that you need to find in a plan for how they will bring us bus facilities for our island's capital. And I'd love to see that over the next six months, 12 months maximum. You're listening to Manx Radio. This is Update. A fire alarm greeted shoppers this morning on the opening day of the Tesco Express store in Castletown. The building was evacuated for a brief period. It transpired it had been set off by some form of dust by workmen. Earlier in the day, these customers gave their impressions of the new shop. Good morning, John. Hello, Hello. 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 My name is Mike and I'm the store manager for Castletown Express. So really fantastic to be open in the store today, really happy to be here now. Been working with a fantastic team in the store and we're so happy to be welcoming the customers in today. I think they'll all be really happy with the shopping experience that they, that they get here from our from our colleagues and the you know, the facilities that we've got here. And um, yeah, we're just happy to be here now and make get the shop right for them so they can come and get everything they need from local products to Tesco products to, to everything. You know, we've got everything that they need and um, yeah, really good experience for all and um, 
like I say, the team have worked really hard for it. Yeah, it's great. It looks absolutely spotless. It's lovely, really well stocked and made up. And what was your reaction when you heard that the ShopRite was going to turn into a Tesco? I was a little bit gutted at first because I've always come to ShopRite. I've lived in Castletown all my life, so it's a bit of a local staple, isn't it? But I'm really glad to see all the old faces from the, the ShopRite in Castletown, so it's really good. And do you mind me asking what was on your list today? Uh, a treat for the little one because <laughs> he's, he's a bit reluctant for school this morning. <laughs> it's a rainy day uh, and coffee. I'm made up. They've got a coffee machine, so... I mean, desperately needed today. Absolutely. Enjoy. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Loved it. Much better than what it was. Nice. It seems like there's so much more in here. And so you were able to get everything you needed? Yeah, everything and more. And how did you feel when you first heard that Tesco was going to be moving in here? I was glad. Yeah, I liked the idea because it's, it's just better than it was, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, but it's good. I don't think I need it today. What was your first reaction when you heard Tesco was going to be coming here? I was happy. Because there's more variety in Tesco's than there is in Chorite. But it's a lot better. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. A taxi driver who locked a passenger in his car before indecently assaulting her has been jailed for six months. According to BBC Isle of Man, Jabrain Moutique, 40, attacked the woman in his cab after picking her up in January last year. Beth Espy has more details. Douglas Courthouse heard the 40-year-old had touched the woman inappropriately and forced her to kiss him. Sending Moutique to prison, High Bailiff James Brooks said he had abused his trust as a taxi driver. He was also placed on the sex offenders register for seven years. The court heard Moutique of Malvern Road in Douglas had been a taxi driver on the island for more than eight years. On the 15th of January last year, he'd picked the victim up late at night and was driving her home, but continued to drive on when she asked him to stop and let her out. He then pulled into a car park, locked the doors and indecently assaulted her, the court was told. Moutique was arrested by police the following day and denied the offences. The 40-year-old was found guilty after a trial at Douglas Courthouse late last year. In a victim impact statement read to the court, the woman said the incident had left her completely broken. The court heard she'd since been diagnosed with anxiety and depression and had struggled with flashbacks, nightmares and panic attacks. The trial was especially difficult for her and had left her feeling humiliated and embarrassed, the court heard. Prosecutors said the victim was a lone, single female and his actions were a clear abuse of trust. Mr Brooks said while there was no indication of remorse by Moutique, the voluntary surrendering of his licence had demonstrated some acceptance of what he'd done. While his defence advocate argued for a suspended sentence with supervision, Mr Brooks said he would not be doing his public duty if he didn't sentence the 40-year-old to immediate custody. He said his actions had amounted to a gross breach of trust placed in him and the victim had suffered significant psychological harm as a result of the terrifying incident. Proposed changes to the Early Pregnancy Assessment Unit should be implemented in the near future. They were due to take place last month. Amy Griffiths has more details. Having any kind of complications during the first few weeks of a pregnancy is a scary enough time for prospective parents, let alone if the absolute worst happens and that baby is miscarried. At the moment, though, those experiencing a miscarriage or other early pregnancy problems are often placed with other pregnant women while they wait for treatment. Now, though, Manx Care says the relocated early pregnancy assessment unit, which is going to be renamed the Bluebell Suite, will be available very soon. Jodie Brannan is leading on the work and says it will make a big difference when it's been completed. We have listened to every woman who has been unfortunate enough to access our services 
and who have bravely shared their experiences. We have sought to make changes to the services we provide that will reshape the delivery and patient experience moving forward. The specialised area and the staff with specific knowledge and expertise will create a service that women and families of the Isle of Man will feel confident in accessing. Manx Cares also thanked Arlo's adventure charity for its contribution to the improvement work, saying it would not have been successful in hearing the voices of those families who've experienced a pregnancy loss without them. It's now hoping the Bluebell Suite will soon provide a long-awaited specialised area for those women and families needing a calm and private area to grieve with dignity and respect. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. All looking good. The Manxman left Hesham at quarter past two this afternoon and is due in at six o'clock into Douglas this evening. It will then turn around and depart again at quarter to eight, arriving in around half eleven back into England and then coming back at quarter past two in the morning, arriving into Douglas at six o'clock tomorrow morning. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. With lambing season underway, dog owners are being reminded to keep their pets under control when walking in the countryside. Will Kane is from Glendown Farm in the south of the island. We're quite lucky where we farm at the Chasms that majority of the walkers around there are very respectful, but it's just the minority lets the majority down. It's really important because people may think their dogs have good recall. It just takes one to decide it's not coming back that can make a hell of a mess for the farmer. A good reminder to let people know that you've got to have your dog under control. Having it on a lead is having control of it, in my opinion, not just having your dog wandering about. Not just for the sheep's sake, but for the farmer's, farmer's mental sake as well. Well, worrying if you see someone walk off with a dog not on a lead, what could you walk out to? Like I said, we don't suffer too badly where we are. But yesterday, there was a group walking out there and they just let the dog off the lead into the field. And the dog may not have done anything, but I don't see why we should act as the play part for people's pets. We're really lucky that we haven't had an issue for several years. I just know there's a farmer I definitely know on the outskirts of Douglas that he's next to a plantation and people just let their dogs off the lead. But next minute, they're over the hedge, they're into the field and he's had multiple dog attacks in a year. It's just such a strain on the mental health of the farmer and on the monetary value of the sheep. It's just something you don't need in the run-up to, to lambing. And we know obviously what happens if, if a dog does get hold of a ewe or a lamb and can actually attack. But in terms of if, if they're just running around and worrying the pregnant uh, ewes, that can be quite an issue as well, can't it? Yeah, it's the un- unseen um, factors that are probably some of the biggest issues. That if you have a group of 100 sheep, one may be killed, but there could be 50 or 60 that end up aborting their lambs. When we look at our counterparts in the UK, there was a, a farmer that has a YouTube channel, The Sheep Game, had posted on Facebook of a dog attack for himself and then one for someone else he knows. And the general public in the UK don't have as good an idea, I would say, as the Isle of Man. We just need to keep getting that message out there. If your dog's on a lead, you're cutting down on the chances of it happening by a huge amount. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Two of the biggest financial deals of 2023 in the Northwest involved Isle of Man companies. That's according to a new report by Experian Market IQ. The second and third largest transactions were Asda's £2.27 billion acquisition of UK and Irish operations of EG Group. The, brother, the brothers behind the supermarket chain, Moshin and Zuba Issa, have links to the island. And the £1.3 billion minority acquisition by Trawlers, the Isle of Man-based acquisition vehicle of Sir Jim Ratcliffe, of a 25% stake in Manchester United from owners Red Football, the US investment vehicle of the Glazer family. The Stock Market Report. 
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stock markets were higher as investors assess UK growth figures for the fourth quarter and monitor the flow of corporate earnings. US stocks were mixed, striving to mount a further rebound as investors digested disappointing retail sales that raised questions about a soft landing scenario for the US economy. Gold prices remained below the key $2,000 per ounce level as markets continued to tone down their rate cut bets and crude oil futures fell on a weak global demand growth forecast for 2024. In corporate news, British gas owner Centrica rallied even as it posted a fall in annual profits on the back of sharply lower commodity prices. Adjusted operating profit for the year to December 2023 came in at £2.72 billion from £3.3 billion. The full-year dividend was up by 33% to 4 pence a share. Onto the markets, the FTSE 100 is at 7.597. That's up 0.38%. The Dow Jones is at 38.569. That's up 0.36%. The Nasdaq is at 15.818. That's down 0.25%. The exchange rates pound against the dollar, 1.257. Against the euro, 1.168. And into commodities, gold is at 1,998 US dollars, up 0.38%. And Brent is at 83.05 US dollars, that's up 2.36%. I'm running late again. Do you know where I put my car keys? In the fridge. Where's my phone? Under the dog basket. Bye. You haven't forgotten that we're seeing Ramsey Crook all later? Oh, um, no, of, of course not. Um, 5pm, is it? Quarter to three. I'll be there. Life is busy. That's why Ramsey Crookall's team takes time to help you make a mindful investment decision. Considering all the options, giving you full control of your financial future. Less stress, more assurance. Forgot to put my shoes on. See how we can make your money work for you. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. A new initiative to contact the police has been launched. A dedicated WhatsApp line will be available every Tuesday between 4 and 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Their messenger app will also be manned during the same period. PC Louise Kenyuk says it's to ensure that constabulary is accessible to everyone. Most issues, she adds, are to do with parking and litter. Now, the phone number is 297577. That's 297577. That phone will be switched on at 4pm and switched off at 6pm. We'd love to do it more, obviously, but we do have to make sure that every other matter is covered. And it's about trying to make things a little bit easier. We don't want that number or our social media channels, platforms to be used for crimes in action emergencies. This is for those little queries that might just be niggling you that maybe we can sort out quickly for you. I think the main thing is it's just having that access point for people. So we've had people that have uh, current investigations with officers and they might not remember the name so they can message in and we can link them in with that officer just to help communication there's always a lot about parking issues um, littering the normal ones that we get and again we can either deal with them or signpost them on to the right people and do you feel it also encourages opens lines more between members of the public and the police it's just about trying to get 
access and accessibility to everyone on it. I'm sure a lot of people will take the opportunity to ask an officer a question. But what about people who would perhaps want to contact in about maybe an anonymous tip or something? Can they use the, the, the WhatsApp or the Facebook for that? We have to bear in mind the security, social media platforms, etc. So if you have information, by all means share it. However, what we do like to promote is Crime Stoppers. That's completely anonymous um, charity. So we'd actually like to promote people to use them. Uh, you can see them online. They've improved their reporting procedures massively and it's really easy to do. You can phone them on 0800 treble fire treble or like I say there's an online reporting portal these days and we would advise people if you have things to tell us and see things use that as well Manx Radio Sport Faster my Rob Pritchard Faster my good evening starting with hockey and Manx hockey player Sienna Dunn has received a call up to the England under 21 women's squad for 2024 the former Valkyries competitor is one of 21 players selected for the setup following assessments which took place last month the under 21 programme got underway this week at Warwick University and the squad will travel to Spain at Easter before heading to France in May where they'll have the chance to play alongside FIH pro league matches those trips are part of preparations for the Euro Hockey Junior Championships due to take place in Terrassa Spain from the 14th to the 20th of July. In motorsport, promoters of the pre-TT Classic Road Races are hoping to encourage more riders to sign up for one of the classes at this year's meeting. The Southern 100 Club says it's so far only received three entries for the 125cc post-classic and is encouraging any competitors considering taking part in the category to sign up. This year's pre-TT on the Balloon course is scheduled to take place from the 24th to the 26th of May, with entries open until Thursday the 29th of February. In cycling, two of the Isle of Man's elite riders have been back in action in respective competitions across Europe this afternoon. At the Setmana Cyclista Valenciana in Spain, Becky Storry and the Team DSM Feminic squad were unable to get amongst the podiums during today's opening stage. Elsewhere, it's been the second phase of the Volta Ao Algarve in Portugal for Max Walker. He and Astana Kazakhstan managed the highest finish of 10th through Christian Scaroni, with Walker himself taking 58th spot. And finally, details have been unveiled for this year's edition of the Manx Rally. Manx Autosport has confirmed it'll take place across two full days on the 10th and 11th of May, covering around 130 classic stage miles on closed Isle of Man roads. The 2024 edition of the competition will comprise of 15 special stages, with around 60 stage miles planned on the first day before another 70 miles on the Saturday. Event regulations are expected to be published this month, with entries to open shortly afterwards. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Let's begin with the arrivals in Toronto Airport and the EasyJet flight from Liverpool is due to land on time at 7 o'clock. The Logan Air flight also from Liverpool due in at 5 to 8 is also showing on time. However, London City from the Logan Air service, which was due to get in at 8, is now due in at 5 to 10. And that's because the departure that was due to leave the island for London City at 4.40 isn't due to leave now until 7 o'clock this evening. In terms of the other departures this evening, the Logan Air to Liverpool, the EasyJet uh, that's at 6 o'clock, the EasyJet to Liverpool at uh, half past 7 both are showing on time. Let's head to the roads and temporary lights to tell you about at the bottom end of Summer Hill in Douglas and also on Market Street near St Thomas's Church while a section of Switzerland Road is closed for construction work. There are temporary lights on Cueg Hill as well. Also, temporary lights up in Onken on King Edward Road between Gradle and the A2. And also temporary lights on the main road just the north of the Liverpool Arms. And temporary lights on the coast road between Laxey and Bold Drive. In Ramsey, temporary lights at the junction of May Hill and Queen's Pier Road. And in Bride, there are also temporary lights on Chapel Hill. 
the Keondrick Ad Road in Andreas is closed as well. Uh, but Starvey closures in phases on the Starvey Road and temporary lights on the Cronkivody Strait for resurfacing. South of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Balalai Road as well. In Peel, temporary lights on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane. And in Foxdale, uh, just between the hours of half nine and half three in the daytime, temporary lights on the main road. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. Now, there's an event taking place this evening for fans of TV programmes such as Grand Designs. Originally formed over ten years ago, the Isle of Man Society of Architects is relaunching with a free talk featuring an award-winning designer from Edinburgh. Chair of the organisation is Martin Thomas. The society was set up in 2013 and we've run a number of events, exhibitions, workshops and we've had uh, social events and we also used to put on a number of film nights and things like that. We haven't had any events since before the lockdown actually. The membership is only open to either registered architects, so that's people who are registered on the Isle of Man Register of Architects, which you're required to be to practice as an architect on the Isle of Man, or the Architects Registration Board in the UK. Or we've recently opened membership up to affiliate members, so someone who maybe has qualified abroad, which doesn't necessarily qualify them to be called an architect in the UK which is a protected title. You're only allowed to call yourself an architect if you're registered. And then we're also open to student membership as well. The membership is kept to just the architects and those people I mentioned, but we're trying to organise events that will be interesting to the public. And hopefully the event we're planning for Thursday will be one of those. So we've got an architect from Edinburgh visiting. And his name is Richard Murphy. He's a good award-winning architect with a great pedigree. In fact, he won the House of the Year in 2016. There's a series on Channel 4, which is always on when Grand Designs finishes, you know, in about October or so. They then roll out House of the Year. So he won that for his own house in Edinburgh. And it's definitely worth looking up. It's a fascinating building. Also, he's done a lot of academic study on a Venetian architect called Carl Carlo Scarpa. We've got a new website which has got the details on, iomsofa.org. You can find a link to the Eventbrite page when you can book a ticket through that. The event is on at the Santander Work Cafe from 5pm to 8pm on Thursday. It's a free event to attend, but you do need to book a ticket.